Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Period. It's pretty nice. So we're hitting milestones, is what you're saying. Yeah, Over the last 90 days, we're hitting some big milestones. <laughs> oh, you hit live. Yes, yes, there are some. There's, Hello, Luca Nation. <laughs> Luca's Tigers and Bronze Nationwide. Luca's Tigers. <laughs> Hello. Dude, it's a night. I was a custom, a custom greeting. Look what a good mood you're in. Look what a good mood you're in. Let me just say this without saying Don't anything say that. crazy. I'm not in a good mood. We are we are thrilled to be able to bring this stuff to you every day. It's amazing because everybody who comes on compliments us for the you know the the longevity, the ability to do this, the Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken, you know, show up every day and no one else does that. I gotta tell you. I don't want to see a day anytime soon where we don't do this. It is easily the highlight of my day, mostly because of you. Thank you, my good man. Um, but I love talking to these guys, and I, I love talking to you. I love talking about cards. I love all of it. The, the other stuff that I've been doing with my life before doing this is the stuff I no longer enjoy. I like going to the post office. I was telling Andrew, you know, I dropped off all of our, our SGC subs from January, our 50 free, so all of our, all of our um, you know, our members of Luca Nation that got 50 free subs that I showed on Whatnot, the return this past Sunday, I mailed all those back. And I mail my whatnot sales, and the guy is like, "Hey, do you need more of those padded envelopes?" And I'm like, "Sure." I'll, he's like, "I'll get you a box." And I thought he was gonna bring me a box of like ten or fifteen, and I, he brings me this box that's like the size of me. I'm like leaving the post office with this huge box, but loving every minute of it, seriously. And the next part, I mean, this is a rant, but it's a positive rant, guys. There's a lot of cool stuff that goes on in this hobby behind the scenes. And we got a lot of like push towards positivity and optimism and that kind of stuff in the hobby. There's a lot of people who do a lot of great things and don't want credit for it. And I'm not going to I'm not going to go any further than that. I, I, you know, what comes to mind is a George Steinbrenner quote that I remember he had when he was uh, still with us and he said something like I butcher quotes, so I'll paraphrase it, but something like if you do a good deed and more than two people know about it, or you do a good deal and tell more than two people about it, you did it for the wrong reason. Think about that. Think about that. Do it because it's the right thing to do. And there are a lot of people that we've got to meet because of this podcast, and some we've never met, <laughs> but I hope to meet soon. Who do a lot avatars. of yes, yeah, so people who do a lot of good stuff behind the scenes. So big thank you. You guys know who you are. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on. Um, you know, and it's inspiring too. It makes me want to do more stuff for our people. It makes me want to, you know, go out and do good things too. It's like a catchy thing. It's like the Christmas season all, all year round, right? It's like, get out there, you see a good DB and done, you want to do it yourself. So there you go, man. I took it three minutes off the rails. What do you got for me today? Past performance doesn't necessarily dictate future results. This Cade is true. Jaw's going to have a bad, Jaw's going to have a bad second half. Is that what you're saying? No, he's going to have more than 18 <laughs> home runs. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was it so? Was it with hiring people um, that we talked about that? Like, you don't get hired based on what you've done in the past. You get hired based on what you could bring to the table in the future. Yeah, and I think peg. in the NBA, there's it, it's it's a very delayed, right? So, like, one of the narratives that Philly had was we're bringing one of the best shooters of all times, one of the best scorers of all time to the team, and that gives us a chance to win, right? I mean, the issue I have, he has a gr decent beard. Uh, <laughs> one of the things with that, though, and is that he used to be that. Now, 
This year, he's hamstring injuries. He's not on the court a lot. He doesn't shoot as well. He's not as good. He doesn't get to the free throw line as much. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA trade deadlines, how you nice. know, who you thought winners were losers. Maybe a little bit into MLB. My baseball's actually my play today is actually a baseball play. So is mine. So is mine. Um, nice. I think That's people are awesome. sleeping. It, it was actually that uh, Jeff Wilson. You know, he brought he brought it up, and I, I started thinking. You know, uh, there might be some opportunities there. Any topics that come to mind before I jump in? Anything you want to no. discuss? Big thank you to Jeff. That was a fun episode, guys. If you haven't listened to that one, it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, you, you get to see folks like that in the hobby. We've had all of them on, it seems, from Ryan, you know, Card Collector 2, to the, you know, the Card Ladder guys, to Jeff, to Jeremy Padauer, uh, David Peck. I mean, just, you know, just crazy, you know, guests. I love talking to these guys. There's optimism. There's that entrepreneurial spirit in all of them. There is this... You know, this, this streak of positivity that I leave thinking, all right, what are we going to do, Andrew? What are we, what's our next move for us and for Luca Nation? How do we bring more value to the people who listen to us every day? How do we make them more money? I, I feel, you know, you get a good guest on who's got a good beat or the hobby, you know, a good instinct for it and doesn't go all negative on me because I have a tendency. You get a little negative, I go down, I go down that rabbit hole. I go down that negative rabbit hole and he, you know, he was measured optimism, and I think that that's a that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the hobby to hear, um, you know, reasonable and measured, but still optimistic. I like that. I did a lot of thinking about some of the stuff we talked about in the episode last night, and it kind of reinvigorated two sides of me. One, just a traditional card collector slash card investor, but two, the the take a chance, get up there, take your swings, you know, take a. And it doesn't mean go start a business. I mean, I'm 112 years old. I mean, my time to start a business has probably come and gone. But take a chance within the market. You know, try to find something that people aren't investing in yet. Try to make a new market. You know, try to try to find something that might be that that you know five X or that I'm saying doesn't exist, but it clearly can exist. It might be wrong, but it, that to me is a little bit of fun, and I, I enjoy that. So yeah, my play is baseball. Um, can I can I do one more thing? You say what's top of mind? Sure. I definitely want to talk to you about basketball trades. Um, so one quick story. I got a friend who is a Boston Celtics fan, and he messaged me yesterday. He's like, dude, I got to go buy a jersey. How did you not tell me my boy Bull Bull was traded to the Celtics? I'm going to go buy a Bull Bull jersey. And I'm like, uh, I didn't tell you because he was traded from the Celtics. And he's like, no way. I would have known. You know, you know, I buy Top Shot moments. You know, he, I would have seen one. And I'm like, no, I don't think he actually played a game for him. Like, I think he's been traded he's like three teams here. And now he's on the Magic. And he's like, get the hell out of here. He looked it up. He's like, son of he was on my team, and I didn't even know. But I think no one knew. You, know? you can still go a- buy the jersey if he wants it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you follow um, Kirk Goldsberry? Or is it no. Cliff Goldsberry? Cliff Kingsbury? Dude, believe it's uh, Kirk Goldsberry. Really great Dan, follow. Kirk Dan Quisenberry? Okay, I'll find him. Dan Kirk so, Goldsberry. So he does this efficiency landscape. I could pull it up. The mm-hmm. most efficient team, believe it or not, number one net is the Celtics. They're seventh in offense and first in defense. So what? How do you measure efficiency? Scoring per possession? <sighs> yeah, I would say there's some algorithm to it i don't know but i trust this guy he used to do analytics for the spurs he's he's a very sharp minded nba he's kind of like 
he was the Billy Bean of the NBA, I think is a good comparison to him. Uh, and, and I don't know how he measures that, but that one really, really stuck out to me. And I actually think uh, the Celtics are interesting the second half of the NBA season to see what does this team do? You know, does Tatum and Brown, you look like you're smiling right now. I mean, I want to know how. What are you chuckling? I want I mean, so many, so many questions come to my brain. So many, like what could efficiency, the PER, all these stats. Like, I think if you wanted to, you could find a way to rank any team first, except for the Thunder. And maybe they're first in like age, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah, exactly. The youngest first in age. It's a good way of saying it. Dude, I got a funny message. I got a funny message. I'm not going to say who said it. I got a funny message. Will we do cameos? Can we be? Can we do cameos for Valentine's Day for listeners? Like, will, will we go on there and say, "Hey, it's Cage! Happy Valentine's Day!" <laughs> and I mean, who not wants that? Oh, like actually cameos, cameos. <laughs> yeah, like do a cameo. Like, will I? Can I be on there and like say, "Hey, it's Cage from Lucas Tigers and Bronze. That's why I wish you Happy Valentine's Day." <laughs> Never even thought of that. Who the hell wants that? Who wants me ruining your Valentine's Day? Just go buy a box of Russell Stover's. And, you know, call it a day. Pop some chocolates and enjoy yourself. <sighs> Weird stuff, man. Weird stuff. <laughs> Ooh, you got to love it. All right. Let's see. What else? What other? Okay. So one other story. One little value. And then we can get into our plays. We can talk about the trade deadline. One of the little um, attempts that I was trying to make on the side, diversify the portfolio and try to do like a little something different. And I talked about this, I think, in like a, a live with Manny, maybe whatnot. Type one photos, right? I like them; they're cool. Bleaker Trading has a bunch of really cool ones. Um, I've won a couple of them in some auctions. I've never really talked about type one photos. I haven't really gotten too far down the rabbit hole, but I like it. They're large, you know what I mean. So the slams are large, and if you're thinking about doing this, first of all, if you have questions, you can always message me. We can talk through it. I'm not an expert. By any means, but I am starting to research that just as a cool little, you know, something different. Um, but something that I guess probably goes without saying, but I still messed it up, is be careful when buying the ones that are not already slammed, right? So I actually just got back my first PSA sub of Type 1 photos. And every one of them was purchased from either an auction house or eBay, mostly eBay. And... Everyone said that it was a type one photo, right? Right in the listing, right in the eBay listing, type one photo, you know, type one photo. And today's lesson from me to you, because we get up there, we take our swings and sometimes we miss or sometimes somebody throws us a curveball and we definitely miss. But I want you to learn from them too, just in case you're one of the people out there who's thinking about type one photos as well. Um, Just because somebody calls it a type one photo doesn't necessarily mean that it is a type one photo. But I want to give PSA some credit here. So I got back, I think I sent nine pictures in, and six of them were type ones. The ones that I got from the auction house calling them, um, you know, type ones were type ones. Um, but a couple of my, I had some uh, some Ali photos, uh, like him and Frazier. And even though the listing said type one photo, PSA slabbed it as a type three photo which means, of course, that it wasn't done with the original negative and it wasn't done in the first two years and it was you know, basically made off of a copy. Um, but here's what's cool. In, if you click on the cert number, PSA tells you why it wasn't, uh, why it wasn't a type 1. 
which you don't get on card grading. It was a cool little thing to see, right? You don't get a, hey, this is a 9, not a 10, because look at the corner, or look at Charizard's face. There's a little scratch right where he's breathing fire, or you don't get that kind of stuff. This is like, hey, this photo was taken in 1973, but yours was actually produced by ABC to promote the fight in 1974. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting thing. So it wasn't made off the negative. It was made from a print. And they, they explain it to you, which is really cool. And I didn't spend a ton of money on these. And the grading was only 50 bucks, I think, um, you know, plus some fees and whatnot. So it's still a cool piece. I have them here. Maybe I'll grab them, you know, before the end of the show. If you want, you want me to go grab it, it's like 10 feet away from me. You want to grab one and just show you? Sure. Says type well, three. Why not? Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Cage always comes in here with his own, like, uh, his own agenda of what, what what's top of mind. And, uh, so it's all unscripted, guys. I'll just I'll just wait here. I'm not even gonna fill the noise with noise. Anyway, I didn't want to take this too far off the rails, right? Because a lot of people don't like this stuff. But give PSA some credit. Obviously, they packed it up nice. It's here, you know. It's taped up, bubble wrapped, and the whole the like. And uh, you know, it had when I purchased it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the bubble wrap on here when i purchased it i thought okay it said type one and it also had like you know some of the markings on the back of the photo that would make you think all right this could be a type one you know it says the subject's name on it it's like a, a, like handwriting on it and the whole deal and um you know i mean it's definitely a pretty cool piece still even as a type three but i'm sure it's not worth as much but i'll show you a cool photo right so this picture here is um it's Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. So you see the picture? And give That's PSA sick. some credit. This is cool stuff, right? So really cool, like, substantial slide. You can see, you know, it had the markings of what I thought. So it's Cassius Clay. It's got the, you know, the, the date of the photo on it. So obviously it says, it says 25th of January, 1974. You can kind of see. And it says, all seems to be going along fine just seconds before Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier start a fight in the ABC TV studio. They did press for the thing and actually got into a fight in the studio at ABC. They're taping a show for Wide World of Sports 123. Then Frazier, goaded beyond endurance, burst from his chair and brawled with Ali, whom he met at Madison Square Garden 128. So anyway, if you take a look at the slab, you'll see instead of type 1, it says type 3. Can you see that? Type 3, authentic, 1974. And they explained to me that, um, that this was, you know, printed from a print by... I think the United Press and like that kind of this is a whole. I mean, I, I had a couple that were like this, but cool I think photo. it's really awesome. I think the photo is cool. You know, it's one of these like you know, it's got it's it's got a, a great rivalry. You know, captured um, right before they they got into a fight. Some would say WWF style, like a promo fight. Yeah, but it's just They're a cool picture. Remember the story you told me about him and Frazier getting in yeah, the car. Yeah, him in the car. Yep, yep. Frazier yep, was broke, and Ali. They were like, and Ali's like, "Hey, Good you memory. need some money, brother." Yeah. Yeah, you need. To, how are you doing for money? It's like one, one of the best I'll, fights I've ever seen was uh, Ali and Ali and uh, Frazier on YouTube. Just watching how they were fighting, it, it was it was it was pretty cool. Styles make fights. Anyway, I don't want to take too much time on these because not a lot of people collect them. I mean, the the deal on it, of course, is the same as everything else. Be careful with what you buy. Take a look at people's feedback and whatnot. And you know, I bought some type ones on eBay. The ones who. I graded and are type ones. I will do repeat business with those people. They have a lot more type ones. And when they say type one, clearly it is. There are other sellers who call things type one that are not. Um, it's still a cool piece, but it's, you know, it's not what I thought it was. 
Okay. Little. Are you sad? Not really. No, dude. I mean, I can go get the box. How much was that? that How much was that? Like a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, eighty bucks, something like that. I think I bought three pictures, and it was like, you know, from the same seller, and it was like, you know, two hundred and seventy bucks or something like that for all three of them. And then you grade, you throw fifty bucks on for grade. So it's cool, even in like a type three type scenario. And um, you know, I'm actually giving the guy, the Boston Celtics fan, he'll probably listen to this, and I'll ruin this. I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him that because he's he's a boxing guy too. So. We'll see. We'll go from there. Yeah. I'm like generous. Santa. You're like Robin. I'm generous. But I got some really cool. I got some cool Jordans. And you know what was cool? Like, um, I did get a Muhammad Ali Type One where he was in Zaire in 1974, and it's like a candid. Like they had just got off the plane and landed there, and you know people are in the traditional uh, garb, and he's there, I think, with his wife, and Don King is next to him, and they're like meeting folks getting off the plane, and they slabbed it Type One and put with Don King. You know, like they added in, you know, their whole thing in there, you know. So that was kind of a cool one. They didn't do that on a Jordan one that I had from the 96-97 season where he's got a black jersey on, which is really cool. He's being guarded by a rookie Ray Allen. And they didn't say Jordan with Ray Allen. I don't know, I don't know if that matters, but it's, it's, you know, it's a cool picture. Not a lot of later Jordan stuff like that. I was looking for, for those kind of things, you know, like the, the later on. Because digital's coming, you know. So... Anyway, that's it. Type one. I don't really talk about it too much. What, are, and, what other subs have you got back? So you got PSA photos back. SGC, we got our free grading sub. You're sending yeah, that that's out to it. people. That is it. That's it? <laughs> that is it. That's it. I got no other subs back. I wish. I want more subs. Really? You should be getting subs back every single day. Yeah, I wish. Of what? I don't know. Cards? <laughs> I photos? Wish. No, listen. So, coins? so people... People who I should be just grading everything. I should just be grading everything. You're 100 right. Um, for people who are waiting, we actually have. Uh, we, we've talked about this guy a bunch of times. We've talked about it so much. We've had him on DJ from our group, you know, and he just got his sub back. Remember, and he was showing the pictures of like the 2012 Prism. He was not one of one of our groups. And I asked him. I said, DJ, when when did you sub this? You know, to get a gauge because we're still waiting on stuff from you know December. And he's like September of 2020. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> good. You deserve it. We got, you waited long we enough. Got a long way. You waited long enough. You waited longer than we did. So it is what it is. All right. You want to talk a little bit about the trade deadline moves? You want to go right into baseball? What are you, what are you feeling? We don't, we're in a time crunch, Cage. Yeah, my play is like two minutes. Pretty straightforward. The trade deadline stuff, I think both teams got better mm-hmm. in the Harden-Simmons trade. I want to give somebody I know a little bit of credit, even though I understand Cardporn's post about saying somebody gets left with a bag, but I'm pretty sure somebody gets left with a bag in basically everything. Um, but I wish I listened to your Simmons play. Anybody who bought Ben play, Simmons right? cards when you said to buy them is better now than when they were you know, buying them when you said to buy his cards. And not only is he going to play, but he's going to play for the Nets. And now the Nets are, you know, maybe Kyrie's going to actually play in home games soon. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm not in the Nets HR. I don't know what's going to happen there. But the team, they got my boy Drummond. They added a deadly shooter with Seth Curry. I mean, they got some, they got some good pieces. They got some good pieces on that team. Um, and Ben Simmons is going to be playing meaningful basketball games. And, and for the Sixers, they were getting nothing out of Simmons. Simmons was not playing for them. So the fact that they were able to get Harden is an upgrade for them. I think the Nets win the trade, but I think they both they both improved their franchise. 
and I'm, give the I'm Sixers cautiously credit. optimistic. I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Give the Sixers credit. You think? Do you think more because they held because they held back Maxi and Dival, and then you know the Nets were asking for both of them. So they kept some of those young guys. They kept some of that core to potentially build around these guys. And there are not many. There are not many teams out there. They're going to go one to four with Maxi, Harden, Embiid, whoever else you want to throw out the Dybul or you know whoever else you want to put on that team. That's a good core if they can play together, right? I don't think either team makes it out of the East. I don't actually think no. either team is a th- is top two in the East. That makes sense. So I think I think it's a win win trade for both parties in the sense that it's high risk, but it's high reward, right? Like I mean, look, the Knicks moves, are the one seed, so neither of them are as good as the Knicks. Knicks are terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the but, biggest surprise in the trade deadline? That the Lakers did nothing. No, I mean to me, how close the Pelicans are to being a playoff team. Being a, a, a tough team to deal with, like I don't think they're going to be great by any means, but that team is—they're uh, really interestingly built, right? They're very—I would follow Jordan Schultz. Jordan Schultz is a close friends with CJ McCollum, and CJ McCollum, McCollum came from Portland. Zion is training in Portland, and there was like a release that he, you know, he he wants to come back this year. That's a really interesting team once they get healthy. I mean, that to me Devontae Graham, Devontae Graham plus anyone is is a, is, a, is a stud team. But I know what you're saying. Ingram, Brandon is healthy and playing McCullum, healthy Zion. That's uh, yeah, that's another nice little nucleus of a team right there. If Zion I think, plays, ne- I think next year they could be something. Next year, not this year, but I think next year they have a lot of really interesting pieces. Like CJ's a bucket getter through and through, right? And now he has something to play for, so he'll be a little more in shape, a little bit more physically. Fit. Ingram is hitting his prime, man. Ingram is a problem, right? Then you have Zion. And what's interesting is this team, not just that they got some pieces now, they're all, they complement each other, but they're so different, right? Zion's big, strong, bully ball. CJ, smooth, bucket getter. Ingram is long, man. He's a mismatch everywhere. Devontae, oh, yeah. vet. Jonas Valanciunas. Dude, Jonas is, is a good Valanciunas player. Valanciunas having a good guy. season. Big guy, sets good screens, and he could hit the three. So Herb Jones, um, so I, I like that team. That, that's actually the most surprising. I didn't think I didn't think CJ would go to the Pelicans. I really didn't. Listen, who else? I'm a Pelicans fan because I like Devontae. I will follow Devontae around for his whole career. What other trades? I mean, it's hard. Uh, Ibaka to the Bucks. Really, I think we forget Ibaka. His style of play is he was better on the Raptors, in my opinion, than OKC. And I think he's solid piece. He's Very solid East, piece. He's an East yep. type of player, right? A big man. Mm-hmm. Out West, they play ball a little bit different, believe it or not. Ibaka's going to do some big things. I think the Bucks, to me, are clear cut uh, favorites to win the, the, the finals, even if they lost to the Suns. The reason they lost to the Suns game is revenge and the last game of a road trip. So here was my take. I was surprised about Porzingis being traded away from Dallas um, because they didn't really get back much for him as a help. Like you, you know, that name, that type of all-star, you know, marquee name. I mean, he was huge. I remember when the Knicks got rid of him. Obviously, he had some ancillary issues going on when that happened. Um, but it was like, wow, we're just, that's the future of the franchise right there. You know, there's a unicorn. He's like seven foot twelve, and you know, he can shoot the three, and he's going to be one of these, you know, dynamos. And what, what did Dallas get back for him? 
But what, what did they I, even get? I liked Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Dinwiddie too. That's one of one of Ian's net guys. Ian's net guys are all over the place now. Everywhere. And Bertans. And Davis Bertans is a good shooter, but they they lost some size. You know, they lost that inside. But but everything that I needed to know, inside. I get it. But everything I needed to know, I knew in the first quarter of it. For, you you want to talk about like taking a noose off of your star's neck, right? Like like toe ankle. Toe anchor, right? Like the old ball and chain. Like, you know, guy's been married 20 years and he gets to go to Vegas on his own kind of deal. No, I'm not talking about me. My wife's giving me a look. It, I'm talking about Luka Doncic, right? I'm talking about how um, it's... it's Talk about a weight lifted, right? Like, all right, KP's not here anymore. The, uh, the franchise has my back. They know I, I did not want him here. And look what I can do. Look at that. He's not here. He's not clogging it up. Uh, you know, he's not going to give me a, a pouty face if I don't pass to him. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to score 28 points in, in nine minutes and, uh, and and just put the game away before it even starts. You know, Luca kind of tells you everything he needs. I don't know how long he can go, you know, shooting that many, <laughs> shooting that many times. But, uh, yeah, man, that, uh, I mean, talk about like he just felt like free, free at last, free from KP. Kind of to him, it didn't matter who came back, <laughs> right? 51 points. 51, 51 points. Let me. New Korea high. What else we got here? Any other trades? trades are missing, Kate? I mean, there, there are like a bunch so of many. trades. Yeah, there were a lot of trades. I think that, uh, did I read like 11 all stars removed or something? Just crazy amount of stuff. My favorite thing from yesterday was the, yeah, LeBron and um, LeBron and KD were picking their teams. And I don't know about you. But even though I was a little, little, little fat kid, I was never picked last. I don't think you were picked last, right? We had a little athletic ability, you know, whether it's dodgeball, whatever it is. Did you see who got picked last? Harden. Yeah. And KD passed good. on Harden. And then, <laughs> after LeBron takes him, you know, they're doing it live with Chuck, Charles Barkley and stuff, right? So LeBron says, hey, wait. Is he even going to play? He's hurt, right? And Barkley goes, nah, he got traded. He can play now. He's fine. <laughs> you know, like, like it was, he, he, the hamstring's perfect now. <laughs> you know, that's all he was sitting out for. He said, now to be traded. It was really funny. Charles Barkley's funny. They had LeBron and KD dying. You got that? We'll get into our plays with baseball in two seconds. How about one I'm going to throw out there for you? Sure. Were you surprised or did the right person win? Or did you even know this? Because the NFL does a shit job with it, too. The last night. Aaron Rodgers was awarded the MVP. Did you even know that? You texted us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have like a whole show about it. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. I don't Surprise, rate those awards not that much. I don't rate those awards that much. I like the the teams, like all NBA defensive team. I think that's a really valuable thing. Uh, okay. second team, all NBA first. I don't I don't rate MVP awards and that kind of stuff because like, for example, I mean, I don't know NFL enough, but, like, I think this year Jokic should win easily. But he's not the most marketable. So I think there's a good chance that he won't win again. And it's like – so I, I, I don't rate that as, as highly. Um, and what, what angle are you asking for him? Like, do you think it's going to have an impact on his cards? I know he's probably not going to play in Green Bay, or is he going to play in Green Bay? He's going to announce his status soon. What angle are you asking, like, the question from? Because I think it was probably baked in at this point. Um, 
so a couple things, right? One, um, he gave a speech and basically like, you know, thanked the thank them for his time there. It was almost like a goodbye Green Bay type of speech, right? Um it made it clear, I think, you know, even though Green Bay is putting on a good face. Um and um they say they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have him, you name it the whole nine yards. Um I didn't go anywhere. I'm plugging my computer in cage because it's gonna die. It's not on it's not my fault. Are you getting a call? Is that what I'm seeing? We can't hear you, but I'll jump into my play because I know we are a little bit. Well, you can hear me. Now you can you can hear me now. Yeah, you can hear me now. So I mean, listen, the Rogers thing is interesting because it made it pretty clear that he's probably not going to be back in Green Bay. Um, you know, um, you know, he kind of almost played the victim, you know, this year, right? You know, and um, you know, people really liked Brady. There was like a groundswell, and and I, there was a lot of talk of like, can Brady win it now that he retired? Are they going to give it to Brady? Swing this over to Brady as like a career uh, achievement award? He was slightly better, um, you know, um, than, than Rogers, I think, um, you know, but I think a lot of it was, yeah, he had the COVID stuff, right. But here's why it matters. At least I think, right. He's going to keep playing. Brady's done. Do you know how many MVP awards Brady has won? So this is why it matters, right. For cards. Do I think it's already baked into his card prices? Sure. Right, but here's why it matters. Tom Brady, we all say three. Right, he won in 07, 2010, and 2017. He he could have won this year. I think he led the league in, in passing yards and passing touchdowns, but that team just ran the ball like never. Um, so they were a pass first offense, and he could have won it this year. Um, and Tom Brady is always thought of as like you know far and away the goat QB because he has wins. He has the, the he has the Super Bowls, just like Jordan has the Super Bowls. Right, uh, Jordan has the championships. You know, Peyton Manning has five MVPs. He won in 03, 04, 08, 09 with 07 Brady in between there, and then 13 again. Manning's got five. He, 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 um, they created that, like, like that fast paced offense, right? They Manning changed the game in a lot of ways. He threw the ball so much, he was so accurate. No one did what he did before. Yeah. He, Marvin so Harrison, Reggie Wayne. I mean, there were a lot of teams that were doing that short, short passing for a while. Um, you know, I would say that the, the Detroit Lions in the 90s that had Herman Moore, uh, Brett Perriman, um, they had two, there was another, I forget who, maybe, John, was it Johnny Moore maybe? They had 2,000-yard receivers also, and uh, a one that also had like 800. Yes, um, Manny had the first one, I think, that had 3,000 when Brandon Stokely got to, you know, a, th a thousand yards that season also. But there were teams that had done it. The Houston Oilers did it with, um, I'm going to forget all their names, but the Houston Oilers did it. Um, you know, they had a couple Warren of thousand Moon. yard receivers also. Warren Moon and um, I, I'm, I'm going to forget the wide receivers. I can't believe I'm going to forget the wide receivers, but they'll, they'll pop in my brain again. But I, I go too far. True Hill, Curtis Duncan, Tony Jones, Ernest Givings, and Hayward Jeffries. Ernest Givings, Hayward Jeffries. Hayward Jeffries. He actually held the record for the most receptions until it was broken, I think, by Herman Moore. Um, you know, 100 catches or so, and then it was like 108, 100, and, 
110, and then like Herman Moore got like 130. So that's when that whole like pass first, throw, 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 short yards after catch started. Uh, but yeah, Brady, uh, Brady had three, Manning had five. This was Rogers' fourth. So think about that, right? He's now second only to um, Manning, and he has one more than Brady, the goat of goats. And everyone can make an argument that Brady did such a great, you know, thing in his twenty whatever season, twenty first season, twenty second season, how many seasons it's been, right? And that he's been he was so dominant, he's doing things at the age of forty four that no one's ever done, and et cetera, et cetera. I believe this was Rogers' seventeenth season. And he didn't win his first MVP until 2011, right? I think when did he come in the league? 04, maybe? 05? I don't even remember. 05, so, yeah. yeah, 05. So, so 05, you know, it was coming off of Manning 03, 04, Brady 07, Manning 08, 09. It wasn't until 2011 Rodgers kind of broke through 11 and 14. But guess what? 17 years in, 16 years in, he's won the last two MVPs. Back to like MVP is difficult. He now won 2020 in this 16th season and 2021, 17th season. So listen, throw it out there however you want. You know, he is one of those polarizing figures, right? But of all the people on the list that you have for QB, he's still playing, right? So he's the one who's actually still playing um, a little bit of the old uh, little bit of the old football. You know who's not? Brett Favre who is amazing and won three straight MVPs, had a run from 95 through 97 that we've talked about is amazing. Um, but Favre, Brady, Rogers, Manning, three, three, four, five. So anyway, take what we want from that one. Um, I think when all of the dust is settled, uh, Rogers is going to go to a place that he thinks gives him a chance to have an easy run at the Super Bowl, which is going to be NFC. Does that mean he goes to the Niners? Does that mean he goes to the Bucks and just fills in the Brady role? Um, you know, does it mean he goes? To I would one bet of these Niners. Guys? I would bet Niners. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, there's talk That's of the, the Broncos. That would be miserable. It'd be a dumb move. So yeah, but anyway, I think that, Niners. That's where he went to college. Kyle Shanahan. He went to Cal. Of, Yep. So, so the I, tough I part think... about the Niners is he has. He's one of those guys who carries a chip. I don't know if people even remember back to 05, but the Niners had the first pick that year. And they were they were picking a quarterback. And going into it, people didn't know who they were going to take. And it was between two, as it often is. It was Alex Smith or Rodgers. And the Niners passed on Rodgers. And they took Alex Smith, which is fine. You know, solid quarterback. Had some injuries. You know, played played well. Has had wouldn't, some success. A chip be going, wouldn't a chip be going there proving that they made no, a mistake? No, I think he's won against them enough times to prove that they made their mistake. Going there is like saying, you know, the chip is like, screw that team. I'll never play for them. It's like Ken Griffey Jr., Saying he'll never play for the Yankees. You don't go there and win for him. So Did the Yankees I mean, pass on on on, Cage, on Ken Griffey Jr. Allegedly, Ken Griffey Jr. says that the Yankees were not good to his dad, and his father That's told him no matter different. no matter what you do, don't play here. And it stuck with him from being a kid. He just I don't want yeah. to play for the Yankees. So That's very different. My play today is in baseball, and you guys out there don't you know? I don't know baseball that well. So I'll, yes, I'll you honest. do. Give yourself some credit. I you watch right. the games. I don't know it. I don't watch the games, dude. Watch you watch the games. It's the equivalent uh, to watching paint dry. Um, your dad says that. Your dad says that, doesn't he? That's an old man saying. My dad said that too. You don't yes, actually say so watching paint dry. My dad doesn't have American or English sayings. He only knows Russian sayings. But a card I'm looking out for 
a player I'm looking out for is Bo Bichette. Okay. So mm-hmm. people have talked about him. I think he was a little overshadowed by Vladdy G last year. Cage has a theory that fat guys will always be fat guys. So look out for So Vladdy he'll revert. He'll up. revert to me. Look he'll, at me. Look he'll at me. revert. Go, go back a couple of months, guys. I didn't look. There was less of me uh, over in this little area. Fat guys, they were good. Go back to being fat guys. It's just what we do. He had a monster year, though. A monster year, and he's a young guy, 23 years old. Batted 300, 30, 29 home runs, almost 30 home runs, 102 RBIs, almost 200 hits. And this is that was really his first full season. And it was actually a kind of a tough season because if I remember correctly, I don't think Toronto played at home that year. I think they Correct. were on the road because of COVID. So it was just super awkward, really confusing season. And you had a really good hitting team. And I think it was slightly overshadowed by Vladdy G. My play is – here, I'll pull it up. So if, if you go Bowman Chrome first, you'll see this spike from Woo! the first – the 16th of January – to a last sale in February, his Bowman Chrome first, his Bowman Chrome draft picks auto, now $2,000 card. It sold for 2000 bucks a few days ago. Huge jump from 860 So someone's buying it. The card I want to recommend is the gold out of 2020 in a PSA 10. It's only 500 bucks, 525 bucks, and it's been relatively flat. You could have maybe got a little bit better deal last year in June, 355 bucks, but... Overall, this card before last season started was a thousand dollar card. Right now, it's five hundred bucks. I have a feeling with only a pop fifty two of these tops gold card number seventy eight twenty twenty. It's Bo Bichette throwing. With only fifty four of these, it's not going to take too much to move it. It's it's really not. And this is a card that you could buy maybe two, four. And if there's a run-up into the season, sell off two and hold two because I do think he has a big year. I like it. So so if I were to give a guy who's the same year, same cards, the whole deal, um, you go gold. What, what kind of gold was that? Was that chrome gold foil? Paper. Standard paper. paper. gold. Okay. And not looked at like um, maybe like a base chrome? You can. You can definitely look. I don't know baseball cards. Chrome is probably better. So I have uh, – listen, Bo Bichette, I love the play. Love the play, right? So so talk about some records, right? In his first uh, 87 games, he has 14 multi-extra base hit games. Only other person to do that, Joe DiMaggio, Okay. Fastest Blue Jay ever, and that Blue Jays have had some great players, to 100 career hits, right? It only took him 78 games to get his 100th career hits. The only Major League Baseball, not Toronto, the only Major League Baseball player ever, ever, to have 15 extra base hits in his first 15 games. I mean, talk about hitting the ground running, right? 15 extra hits. Tied Ted Williams with a nine-game extra base hit streak in his rookie year. MLB record with a double in nine consecutive games. Longest on-base streak to begin a Blue Jays career. Franchise record for the most home runs through his first 80 games. And we're talking about, like, Fred McGriff, you know, who's a guy who retired just shy of 500 home runs, right? We're talking about, like, just legit names. He also broke the record for um, for um, home runs 
And what I'm talking about there is um, he has um, so home runs and RBIs, excuse me. Fastest um, Blue Jay to get to 100 career RBIs. It only took him 159 games to get 100 RBIs. That's career games. So what you're talking about here is a kid who's young, a kid who's got great hair, <laughs> kid who's got the pedigree, knows what it takes to play baseball because his dad was a star for a long time. He's on a good young team with a good young core, and I think you're dead on. I think he's a great player and a great place to put some money, especially with baseball being beat up. My guy, same year, I like Lou Bob. I'm expecting huge things from that team and from him this year. You know, I'm hoping he stays healthy. I'm hoping the young guys, Eloy Jimenez, I'm hoping that that, that team stays healthy and you can see what they can really do. They'll they'll beat the hell out of the Yankees if they stay healthy. They got good pitching. They got a good all around team. But what was the most surprising thing to me? And guys, you can you can go Andrews route and get gold. That's fine. I've made the mistake of going paper over Chrome. Right now, I go Chrome base, and here's why. Uh, yesterday, an auction ended on his Chrome base PSA ten. So we're talking about not a debut, not a rookie debut. We're talking about card number. I think it's card number sixty. So it's a twenty twenty tops Chrome. Card number 60, rookie, in PSA 10, $41 on eBay. $42, $43, $41. So we're talking about, um, you know, February 10th. There there are a million of these listed. $49.99 or best offer. $59 or best offer. $55 best offer. And the auctions are ending at $41. This is the kind of card you... With $41 bucks to sell on eBay, after they take their 12%, the person's getting less than $35 on eBay, Right? So it's the exact kind of card. You go to a show, you go to Facebook Marketplace, you find somebody who's got five of them, and you buy it for 150 bucks. Pay 30 bucks, 32 bucks, 34 bucks, whatever it is. Because they're only getting 35 on eBay anyway after the fees, yep. right? Stock up on these. It's the kind of thing that I did with Tatis. It's the kind of thing I did with Pete Alonzo. And what's going to happen is you're buying this card at 30, 32, 35, and you're stocking up 10, 15. You're not, I'm not talking about a, a huge investment in here. Buy as many of them as you can. When the season starts, even though the pop is high on these, they'll be selling. You can go to a show and sell it to somebody for 50 or 60 bucks, $55, whatever. Maybe more during the season if he starts to heat it up a little bit, and this is the kind of car people want. Yeah, the pop's high. Um, I don't think that we're going to see the prices stay in that 30s range much longer because people will eventually start to talk about baseball. This offseason has been a little nuts because they have the work stoppage. Um, which is a little crazy, but I again, I don't think they will lose any any real time. Definitely not going to cut into the season. Maybe some spring training stuff, but um, this is a guy who is a, he's a stud. He's a thirty home run, hundred RBI guy without even trying if he stays healthy. Um, and that's the kind of guy he, who he's, he is. Bo Bichette, you're talking about. Right? He is that. I'm talking about Lou Bob. Lou Bob. Lou, Lou Bob is my guy. Lewis Robert. Lou Bob's your guy. Number sixty. Yeah, I love Bo Bichette too, but I don't give the same play as you. So I'm happy, but I I think you can go you you can get. But no one cares about the White Sox. They will. You they will. So? Oh yeah, they will. All right. Fine. Well, we'll see. Super Bowl weekend is going to be fun. Cage. We have the whatnot show Sunday morning. We'll have the fractional report Sunday evening. That should be inconclusive because neither of the quarterbacks are on collectible, so that's irrelevant. But just just an exciting weekend. Listen, uh, if you're not following us yet on whatnot, please do. We're breaking a box of select hobby football. Maybe we'll pull a Joe Burrow 101 for you. Who the hell knows what's in there? Um, and we are giving away a Burrow Optic Hollow SGC 10. 
SGC 10. So the 2020 MLB World Series odds, obviously this can change depending upon what happens in free agency and not a lot of stuff is signed. The favorite to win the 2022 uh, World Series, the Dodgers, plus 500. The Astros, plus 600. You know who the, the favorite to come out of the American League is? Well, you have the Astros. The White Sox, plus 850. Third highest odds. Right ahead of the Blue Jays and then the Yankees. So, um, you know, the White Sox are a sneaky bet to win this year. Um, they were much better at home than they were on the road. They had a lot of injuries, and that's why they didn't get home field advantage in the first round. But all the starters, the entire pitching staff is returning. Um, you're going to get Lubob and Eloy back. It's it's one of those teams that I think a lot of sharps are thinking <laughs> to do some they, uh, they do some damage this year. So anyway, that's it, guys. We love you. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.